Principal Matters Podcast, episode 165. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast. Each week, I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. If you'd like other resources like this one, you can check them out at my website at williamdparker.com. This week, I want to talk about lessons from Blink, The Power of Thinking Without Thinking, a great book by Malcolm Gladwell. Several years ago, I was standing in our school lunchroom watching hundreds of students eat breakfast. And I was positioned in the middle section of the room, and the front doors of the school were probably 100 feet across the room from me. And dozens of students were entering when I saw one high school boy who caught my attention. He was so far away that I couldn't see his facial features, but his demeanor and just the way he walked in gave me a quick pause. So I decided to follow my hunch. I walked across the room, and as I approached him more closely, he tried to avoid my eye contact, but I casually stepped closer, asked him if I could talk to him in private for a minute, and we walked to my office. And once I was there, I invited another administrative team member to join me, and my hunch proved true. The boy was under the influence of marijuana, and he was also in possession. And later that morning, as we worked through the long meetings with parents, the long disciplinary procedures that follow those kinds of situations, the boy suddenly looked up at me and he asked, how did you know I was messed up from all the way across the room? And I didn't know how to answer him. All I could think of is I'd been a school administrator for more than 10 years, and sometimes observations come by second nature. Well, this summer I was reading Malcolm Gladwell's book, Blink, The Power of Thinking Without Thinking, And it reminded me of how sometimes your hunches, those quick split-second decisions, can affect situations that you're trying to manage. In Gladwell's book, he explains the importance of understanding what he calls your adaptive unconscious, the small ways that you discern situations and make decisions that often happen in just a split second. And throughout his book, he uncovers three main takeaways— And this is what I want to focus on in today's podcast, just some thoughts that I have about the three main takeaways that Gladwell has about the split-second decisions that you make every single day. Because in school leadership, you make a lot of them. Here's the first one. Decisions made quickly can be as important as as ones that are made over a long period of time. Here's the second. Sometimes our instincts betray us. And here's the third. Our first impressions and our snap judgments can be educated and controlled. So let's talk about the first one. Gladwell calls this slicing information. He explains that experts often thin slice information in order to make quick judgments. For instance, he talks about the ability of experts and ancient artifacts to be able to tell the difference between a fake and an authentic piece of art by just glancing at the work. And he explains an elaborate story of an art piece that was identified through scientific measures as being an artifact, but by the quick glance of some very experienced art critics, they discovered that it was a fake. And he describes how social scientists can also predict whether new couples 
will stay together just based on a few minutes of watching them talk and interact. By thin slicing their behaviors and their emotions, they can predict long-term whether a couple will stay together. So what's the lesson? Well, the lesson is that over time, you develop abilities to thin slice large amounts of data or information that help you with your decision-making. Point number two, Gladwell teaches us that sometimes our instincts betray us. And this is, I think, just as important as the first part that he's making. Just because we're great at decision-making because over time we've learned how to thin slice situations doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes. Gladwell explains that the ways that our unconscious ideas infiltrate and manipulate our reality often cause us to make wrong decisions. And one startling example is the way that we perceive gender and race. He cites numerous studies where the majority of people, even people of diversity, will misjudge or assign more negative emotional levels to people of color, men who are shorter, or women in general. Now, Gladwell is a child of an integrated family, and he shares how he participated in a scientifically designed computer program that required participants to assign emotions to photos of people. And so they might see a photo of a person, and they can assign an emotion to that person, happy, angry. And to his surprise and embarrassment, he inevitably assigned more negative emotions to minorities. His point is that these blind spots in our unconscious can be dangerous if they cause us to make biased decisions that we're unaware that we're making. And in schools, this often happens in the ways that we unconsciously pay more attention to some students than others. Here's his third point. We can educate our impressions. Gladwell explains how we have the capacity to train ourselves in the ways that we make snap judgments. And one example he gives is in police work. He cites research that police who pursue subjects in high-speed chases almost always overreact with excessive force. So police academies are now adapting research to instruct officers against high-chase pursuits and against confronting suspects when they're alone. Officers are also learning to repeatedly mock-play crisis scenarios so that they don't freeze or overreact in real-life ones. Now, for school leaders, you may not always think about the power of your safety drills or your crisis scenarios or the mock playing of uncomfortable scenarios. But what our mothers taught us is actually true. Practice makes perfect. And when it comes to training your unconscious to not overreact, training and education is essential to making better snap decisions. So what are the implications for school leaders? As I looked at Gladwell's research, of course, I'm thinking of how does this apply to the work that we do in schools? And so there are three things that I would like to focus on and, and follow up on each of those areas. First of all, don't underestimate your ability to thin slice com complex situations when you've had enough experience managing similar situations in the past. Now, for new leaders, that's difficult because you might be doing things for the first time and it seems like it takes a long time to make a decision. But over time, your experiences significantly inform your ability to make more important judgment calls. So give yourself a break and realize that on the front end of leading a school, for instance, it may take you longer to make decisions. But over time, decisiveness can become more frequent as a result of the deep knowledge and experience that you have 
when you're in a situation. That doesn't mean that you'll ever get to the place where you can make quick snap decisions in every situation, but there are some situations where you can make them faster than others. Let me give you an example. As an instructional leader, you're going to spend a lot of time observing and evaluating teachers. And rubrics and written instruments are important ways to maintain consistency, but these tools don't replace good judgment. Even in content areas where you may not be experienced, you can pretty quickly assess whether or not learning is happening in a classroom. So by thin slicing the moment that you're in, you can pretty quickly begin to assess whether students are paying attention, whether they're engaged, whether their teacher is monitoring. And yes, you're still required to do due diligence with your documentation, but it doesn't take long to identify good teaching from bad teaching. Even students can figure that out pretty quickly. Why? Because they've had a lot of experience being taught by poor instruction or by strong instruction. So don't ignore those basic instincts that come from your own experience. So that's implication number one. What's implication number two? Implication number two, don't overestimate your ability to follow your instincts. Now, I know that may sound like it contradicts what I said in point one, but it doesn't. Just because you may be good at thin slicing some scenarios, you don't have an excuse for consistently reflecting on areas where you may have hidden biases. So ask yourself some questions. Is it possible that you may be perceiving some things incorrectly? Ask others if they may perceive blind spots in your leadership that need to have a light shined on them. Study your student data on academic performance and behavioral performance and ask yourself, are there any subgroups that are struggling more than others? Are there some groups that may be getting more attention than others? Ask yourself, how are you providing equal access to the resources, the opportunities, and recognition that every student deserves in your school. Uh, let me give you an example from my experience. I remember once in my school when a 16-year-old female student was in trouble for an emotional outburst that she'd had with another girl where she had um, also gotten violent. And after meeting with this girl and giving her a strong lecture about behavior and calling her parents and setting up a meeting, I pulled her file and as I was looking through it, I realized that, number one, this girl was on an IP. Number two, that her processing skills were more similar to a third grader than a high school sophomore. And in that light bulb moment, I suddenly realized some things that would better inform my decision making. Number one, I realized why she had such a difficult time understanding how to resolve conflict with her peers. And number two... I better understood why she was having such a hard time understanding my own explanations about how to resolve conflicts with peers. So in that meeting, we pulled her team together with her parents and her so that as we move forward, we could make the right decisions that were the best applied to her situation. Now, that doesn't mean that she didn't receive consequences. What that means is it changed the way that I perceived her abilities and it changed the way that I spoke, responded, and guided her into better decision-making and better behavior. So don't overestimate your abilities and snap judgments. Sometimes you can judge a situation pretty quickly and be spot on. But sometimes you need to look deeper into a situation to see if there's something hidden that could inf better inform your decisions. So if or when you see an area where you may need to readjust your perspective, do it. And that will happen often. 
So point number two is don't overestimate your ability to follow your instincts. And implication number three, educate yourself so that you have stronger control and good decision making. Now, this is the part that's encouraging about Gladwell's research. He shares how our tendencies to place too much importance on appearance versus substance can often hurt us. And he also shares how some professionals practice scenarios in advance so that they're better prepared for making wrong decisions, especially in, in criminal justice, making wrong snap decisions can be fatal. Now for school leaders, let me give you some examples. You're going to be managing lots and lots of difficult conversations in the work that you do. And several years ago, I was in a room with other new school leaders and a couple of instructional coaches were there who began to role play difficult conversations for leaders with teachers, leaders with parents, leaders with students. And by having the people in that room participate in that conflict resolution role playing, you were lowering anxiety of the real conflict situations for later. And as I mentioned earlier, this works for safety drills. It works for crisis situations. So open your eyes to the situations that are happening around you that are the most frustrating and ask yourself, how can I be role-playing those things in advance to lower the anxiety in the situation that I'm in now? Let me give you another example of the importance of opening your eyes to the perspectives of others. This past year, I had an administrator friend point out to me that a very small percentage of minority males serve in school leadership positions. I think the number is around 2% of school leaders are minority males, especially black males. And as I looked at my summer reading list, I decided that it was important for me to expand my own thinking so that I was making sure to be aware of the perspectives of others, especially my minority friend leaders. And I didn't actually pick up books on school leaderships and minorities. What I did instead was I tried to look at my reading list from a different perspective, um, historically and current. So here are some books that I've digested over the summer months um, just to make sure I'm expanding my own perspective on history and current events. One, I read The Souls of Black Folk by W.E.B. Du Bois, who studies the progression of what happened in black America from after the Civil War into the early, early 20th century, especially uh, his thoughts on uh, the education of, of young black people was amazingly eye-opening, startling, and also troubling that so many of the concerns that he had at the turn of the century are still concerns that are happening today. Um, I also read uh, Watching Our Crops Come In by Clifton Talbert. Clifton is a, a Tulsa author who was a young 20-something-year-old during the 1960s, and so he went from a military career into college during the Civil Rights Movement. And it was so interesting to listen to his perspective on what America looked like from his perspective, uh, becoming a part of Robert Kennedy's campaign before he, before he was assassinated, and just trying to embrace what this new America looked like for a young black leader. And finally, I read at the suggestion of my wife, uh, the autobiography of Michelle Obama, Becoming, uh, which was really a fascinating read from someone who's my age, who grew up in the same time that I did, but from a perspective in Chicago and from a perspective as a eventual civil rights leader or being married to one, 
the perspective of what it's like to be the wife of the first black American president. And so I want to just challenge you to think about what are the books, the ideas, the the perspectives that you're entertaining, because those will influence the way that you perceive the world that you're leading. So let's wrap this up. You have probably called it wrong in your decision-making as many times as you've called it right. And that is not a sad commentary on your personal or professional judgment. It's the reality that all of us face. None of us are perfect, and we all have room to grow. And good leaders are consistently trying to figure out where they need to grow next. And Gladwell's book, Blink, is a fascinating study on how we tend to call it right more often when we have deep experience in a situation. But it's also a good reminder that we often have blind spots where we can call it wrong when our perceptions and judgments of others are incorrect. But most importantly, he shares how we can actually grow in our abilities through practice and education to make ourselves better decision makers. So this week, as you think about your own school leadership, I just want to encourage you, maybe you are a new leader or maybe you're an experienced leader. We all have room to grow in our decision making. Can you think of a time where a quick judgment has served you well? And can you remember a time where maybe you needed longer study in a situation to make a better decision? Well, let me encourage you not to be frustrated because both of those realities exist at the same time. But understanding your own thinking is one step toward improving the way that you think. And so this week, I just want to challenge you to think about your decision making. Is there a good book or a good resource or other people that could help provide you perspective that maybe you need for a deeper understanding? Is there a place within your school where maybe you need to shine a light to make sure that you're understanding deeper the data, the trends, the tendencies of your school so that every student and teacher has equal access to the resources and opportunities that are happening in your school? And most importantly, think about in your own mind as you're getting ready to make decisions that sometimes those deep experiences that you have will help inform you over time in making better and better decisions. But it's okay if you realize that you called it wrong to back up, figure out why, and then move forward with confidence. I hope that's helpful. I highly recommend if you want to think more deeply about those issues to pick up a copy of Malcolm Gladwell's book, Blink, The Power of Thinking Without Thinking. And I want to just thank you again for listening, for sharing your time with me, for giving me the opportunity to grow with you and to learn with you. If you'd like other free resources like today's podcast, you can always find them at my website at williamdparker.com. If you are an iTunes user and you want to rank this program, please do that, and it makes it more visible for others. Share this out with other school leaders if you think this is valuable information for them to be learning from as well. And then finally, if you are interested in the mastermind groups that I'm offering for 19 and 20, this is an opportunity for a small select group of leaders to meet with like-minded, high-achieving professional leaders who want to level up in the work that they're doing. These masterminds provide opportunities for us to have rich, deep conversations about content like we just had in today's podcast, to share struggles, opportunities, dreams, to be placed in hotspot situations, 
and to be held accountable for taking action and turning ideas into reality. If that sounds exciting to you, then reach out to me at my website at williamdparker.com slash mastermind, or you can just email me directly at will at williamdparker.com, and I will tell you what steps you would need to take next to be a part of that. I hope you're having a great week. Thanks for doing what matters, and I'll talk to you soon.